Well, if you can make your way to your seats so we can go ahead and get started, that would be wonderful. Welcome to all of you that uh, remembered to turn your clocks ahead, or the worship team that came into practice and they forgot to turn their, <laughs> their clock ahead. That would be about the 8.30, No, that would be wrong, wouldn't it be? Yeah, never mind. If you're here right now and you made it, then you, you woke up. Now, I will tell you that I am really tired today, so I had the Nerf gun out because I was thinking I'm going to have to shoot myself with a Nerf gun because it's just, this, this uh, springing ahead one hour really, yeah, it sets the, uh, sets the clock off a little bit somehow in your body, you know? Well, we're going to continue on the series of sermons that we've been doing called The Daily Bread. Uh, I'm sorry, called Teach Us to Pray. Today, we're going to be talking about The Daily Bread and what that means. You know, the last few weeks, we've been talking how Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. And so Jesus goes to his disciples and his disciples ask Jesus, teach us how to pray. And Jesus comes up with one of the most amazing prayers uh, that we have heard. But it's a model of prayer. It's not just the words. It's the Lord's Prayer. Lord's Prayer is one of the most famous prayers that's ever been spoken. We often hear it repeated time and time and time again in churches and in uh, other uh, areas of your life. You probably have heard this. I've been challenging the last few weeks to look at the Lord's Prayer not as something that you just repeat, but it's a model of how to pray, what to think about. And, and we talked about... Uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, how great God is, and, and putting him on the throne of your life. And before you even begin to pray, to put him in that place of honor in your life that he needs to be. And then we prayed, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praying that God's will be done in our life, not our own will, not seeking our own kingdom, but seeking his kingdom and what that means for our lives and how we can adapt and change our life to make sure that he is the king of our life and our kingdom is his that we're uh, striving for, not our own kingdom in life. Which brings us to the very uh, part of this prayer today that we're going to talk about. Matthew says, uh, Jesus says to his disciples in Matthew, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, I've struggled all week in writing this sermon. I've got to be honest, sometimes sermons, you sit down to write a sermon and it just completely flows out. I had the outline, I had everything written, uh, uh, outlined the ideas of what I wanted to talk about and had this all done and comes to this week and usually this week I, I spend some time just kind of finalizing my words and writing it out and, and trying to compare what I'm going to say and look over it. And, and all this week I couldn't do it. Every time I sat down to write, I'm like, Lord, what is going on? Why can't I, what's going on? You know, I just can't get it past here. And I thought about it for a long time. And, you know, one day led to another day, led to another day. And, and before I know it, I was uh, closing in on the end of the week and I still hadn't written the sermon yet. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, what's going on? Usually, I'm smart enough now that usually, well, maybe not that smart, but I'm smart enough to now know that when that happens, God is trying to teach me something. And so I pause and I, and I just take some time and say, okay, God, what is it that I'm trying to learn from this? What is it that you're trying to teach me? What is it that you want me to learn, I should say? And uh, take this time to think about it. So I paused several days this week, praying instead of writing, 
asking instead of putting my thoughts down on a piece of paper. And, you know, uh, the Lord just kind of gave me something that I think is, is really uh, important for myself, but hopefully it'll also be important for you. Talking about a setup right there, right? I mean, hey, when the Lord gives you something, you guys can't help but set in the audience as I speak these words and be awed by the words I speak because they came right from the Lord. So it should be very special to you. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but but uh, honestly, I feel like this is, it's kind of changed my thought on this. I used to, when I used to pray for our daily bread, I used to take a step back and I used to say, Lord, give me what I need today, you know, uh, help me today to have the, the, the physical needs answered in my life and, and all of those things that I used to talk about that. But the Lord has really opened up my eyes to what the daily bread really is. So without wasting any more time, let's pray and jump right into it. So will you pray with me, please? Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that you're a, a father who wants to give, a father who loves to give to your children, Lord. And so we as your children stand before you and say, Father, we pray, give us this day our daily bread. Help us today, Father, not only to understand what the daily bread is, but how to seek it and what to do with it when we receive it, Father. Lord, it is your kingdom that means so much in our lives. It is your will that we want to do. And when we do those things, we need your help, Father. We need your provisions, your items that you give to us to to make it in this earth. Speak to us today, Father. Remove any hindrances from our heart, from our eyes, from our ears from our mind that keeps us from hearing the words that you would want us to, to understand and grasp a hold of today. May we do your will. Father, I pray that your words be my words today. Holy Spirit, I ask you that you would come and do what only you can do. Help us today, Father, as we grasp with this daily bread, Father. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's jump right in. In order to answer this question, what is, the daily, what is daily bread? We have, to, we have to understand a couple different things. You know, obviously we've been talking about the Lord's Prayer, and we have been talking about all of these things that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. But then right in the middle of the prayer, he gets to this place and he says, let's pray for our daily bread. Now, give us this day our daily bread, is what Jesus tells his disciples to pray. The concept of praying for daily bread today means so much more than what it meant or means so much different than what it meant back then. What I mean by that is that most Americans today have enough food to last a week or more in their cupboard. So the idea of praying for or needing to pray for a resource such as food is a foreign concept to us. We really just don't understand that. In the times of the disciples, the disciples would have to pray for daily food because they didn't have refrigerators. They didn't have cupboards full of, of food that they could go to and pull the Kraft macaroni and cheese or the, the ramen noodles that last 3,000 years. And I'm sure they were there when Jesus was there too. But we don't have those types of things. They didn't have those types of things. And so what we find is that when Jesus tells his disciples to pray for the food, to pray for their daily bread, bread becomes food. And for years, I had this concept in my mind that Jesus was talking about praying for your daily bread as in praying for your daily resources, the food that you needed to survive. But I was struggling with this week as I struggled with this, I struggled and said, God, how can anybody really honestly in America, I mean, listen, I know there's some, I know there's some 
wanting and needy people in, in the United States. I'm not blind to that. I know there's homeless people that don't get food like we get or other people. But even them, they have opportunities to go to shelters and be fed in shelters and, and those types of places. We don't have a concept of starving. We don't have a concept of not understanding what it means to eat, eat food and, and not to have food. You know, I, I've been watching this on World War II in color. It's, a, it's a, uh, a series on Netflix, and it's pretty amazing. I would encourage you to watch it. But, um, you know, I, learning and just I, this yesterday uh, was the show about the concentration camps. And not only just the concentration camps, but they talked about the slums of, of Germany where the Jews were cast out of these major cities and these great jobs and pushed into these slums. And you know that not, not everyone died in concentration camps. In fact, many Jews died in the slums of Germany because they didn't have enough food. The Germans would not allow them to go and buy the food, and so they had pictures and pictures of people just laying on the sides of the street, starving to death. In fact, there are stories, you know, we talk about... Um, uh, Steve, help me out with this, out west when they traveled over the past, Donner's Pass, when we talk about the Donner family and, and we all know that story and what they did there, but there was actually true stories of this happening in Germany too because the, Ger the Germans had cast out all the Jews and they were so hungry that when someone would die, they would look upon them as a food source. When you think about this, when you think about those types of hunger, then this word praying or this idea of praying for daily bread becomes so much more powerful in your heart. And in your, I mean, again, today, if we're hungry, what do we do? We go to the cupboard, we open up the cupboard. Even if you have a grocery shop in a couple of weeks, you still have something in there. You might have some rice or you might have some black beans or you might have whatever it is that you could th at least throw something together, give you some nutritional value. But there are people around the world then, in the time of World War I, and World War II, and even today, that are starving for food. And so yes, this prayer does talk about daily bread. Yes, this prayer does talk about your physical resources that you need to, to live. It is about our physical needs. Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray not just about food, but it is also about food. Jesus is telling his disciples, pray for your food, ask for that food, your physical needs that you have to have and that you're seeking, excuse me, seeking to, to provide for your body. Again, it's really hard for us in this country, though, to think about this. May I ask you just for one, one second, is just to think about if you didn't have the resources you have today. How would your faith be different? How would your faith be different if you didn't have a refrigerator full of food and you had to trust on the Lord to provide that food? How would your faith be today different than what it is? How would your faith be different today if you didn't have a cupboard, if you didn't have the money that you have today, that you didn't have the bank accounts, that you didn't have... Listen, even the poorest people in the United States have it better than 99% of the world's population. I'm not saying that we should be punished for our resources or the wealth that we have in this country, but what I'm saying is that when we, when we look at this prayer in that light, we have to get beyond our American rose-colored glasses that we have and understand that this prayer goes way beyond just praying for our physical needs. Because honestly, again, no one in this room probably has ever had to pray for their physical needs. Now, I've had it rough in my life. There's been times in my life, I remember when my wife and I first got married and we made a commitment that she was going to be able to stay home with our child. 
And I was working, uh, just started Little Tykes. I wasn't making a ton of money. In fact, I wasn't making hardly any money. Uh, more than I'm making as a pet. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, just kidding. But it was difficult. We had a difficult time. We had to ration a lot of things because we had to make choices and decisions. Do we buy diapers or do we buy food? It's always diapers. Let me tell you, the answer is always diapers, right? As parents, you can do without some of the niceties of life. You can't do without diapers. But even that, even in that time, as I think back today, back on that, as I think today back on that time, I realized that I had it pretty good. I had enough food to eat. We were also providing for our family, and our family didn't starve. And so me praying for this daily food back, even back then was something completely different. Now, the Israelites, as they're leaving Egypt, are traveling through the desert, and they're traveling throughout the desert, and they're hungry. They don't have food, and they're starving. And so they pray to God, and they ask God, Lord, provide us with some food. And the Lord provides manna from heaven. Now, this manna from heaven is kind of like a bread that falls. I know. <laughs> Corey, stop it. I knew. I, 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 there's an inside joke to that. We, we'll just manna from heaven. There's an inside joke to that. We'll just leave that alone there. But So there's this, there, there's this stuff that falls from heaven. It's called manna. And, and they have to leave their camps and go out and they have to collect all this food and they eat all this. They, they have their fill. They can eat whatever they want. It's an amazing miracle that God does for them. They're not wanting, they're not, they're not seeking, but they're getting everything that they want. They're getting their fill and they're filling their stomachs. Yes, they prayed for God for that and he did provide for them. Later on, he provides a, a, a storm of quail that come in and, and there's more quail than they could ever eat. And so there's, there's meat and all of this stuff God provides for them because again, they're traveling through the desert without food and so therefore they're, they're seeking God's presence. The most important thing that we can understand is that there are times in people's lives and in Jesus' life and in Jesus' ministry and the disciples' life where they needed to pray for food. But I believe today that it is more than just food that Jesus was talking about when he says, pray for your daily bread. I look at this and see that Scripture says that there's way more to bread than just Yeast, flour, a little water. There's way more to that. When we think of that, when we think of what bread really is, we can obviously make bread with just a very few ingredients. Most of the ingredients, probably almost all of us in this room have in our home that we can make this bread. But there's much more than that. See, Scripture also talks about the bread of life being the Word of God. John 6 Verse 35 says, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Jesus begins to tell, excuse me, begins to tell his disciples that he is the bread of life. What Jesus is speaking to them is, is he is going to provide what they need for their hunger. He's going to provide what they need for their, their needs. He's going to provide every need that they have. See, the truth of it is that the daily necessities of life can also be the bread of life, can be the daily bread, if you will. 
But it can also be the wisdom that you might need. It could also be this problem that you're facing, and so you need wisdom to overcome this problem. And so we begin to pray for our daily bread. But when we ask the question, what is daily bread? It's more than food. It's also our spiritual needs. Our spiritual needs are the needs of having Jesus into our life. If Jesus is recognized in John 6.35 as the bread of life, then what he is really saying to his disciples is that as we pray for our daily bread, what we're doing is praying for Jesus to help us on a daily basis. He's praying, he's, he's telling his disciples, pray for me to come and help you today, to fulfill the needs that you have in your life, both physical but also spiritual. Jesus is telling his disciples that I am the substance you need. I am what will cause your hunger to go away. I am the bread of life. So when we pray and we ask for our daily bread, we are, all, we are also asking to receive Jesus into our life, to provide the needs that we have of our life, to provide the things that we have. The truth is, is when Jesus fed that crowd of people with just a few fish and a few loaves of bread, there was no one that left wanting. No one was left wanting. Everyone had food. In fact, Scripture tells us that there was things left over that the disciples took with them. And so they leave this miracle that Jesus does and they begin to take with them all of things that were happening or all the things that were left over. The truth of the matter is, is that oftentimes when we pray for our daily bread, we need to pray for Jesus to come into our life and to affect our life. But he's only going to give to us what we need today. See, the daily bread that we receive from him is, is a blessing that he gives to us. The miracle of the bread and loaves, uh, the bread and loaves, the bread and the fishes was not the fact that Jesus multiplied it. It was that Jesus used a little faith of the disciples to do a miracle in their midst so that they could see this amazing miracle that he was going to do. As a believer, when we pray for our daily bread, we need, we need to ask to give of that bread. We need to ask that the Lord would bless us, that he would multiply in our life what we need today. What happens a lot of times in our faith, and as, as American Christians and, and other uh, Christians in the West, what we find often times what happens is that we hang on to what God gives to us. Christians today in the churches around the world, uh, but mainly a lot of Christians in America, set on the gifts that God gives to them. You understand that in countries around the world, they would kill to have Christians like you teaching and pastoring the church. They would, they would, they would, uh, it would be the biggest blessing they ever received just to have someone stand up in front of them and pray like Amy prayed today for a church in Florida. Because they have no clue, they have no idea. The daily bread that they have received is in a lesser value than the daily bread that we have received. It doesn't mean that God isn't blessing them because God is blessing their socks off for them. But God has really blessed us as Christians here today, so much so that we have all of this skill and all of these ideas and all of these wonderful blessings that God has given us, and we set on them. There's nothing more disappointing that I see God blessing someone with daily bread, both physical and spiritual, and they just set on it. 
As Christians, we're not supposed to just set on our, our, our bread. We're not supposed to just set on the things that he gives to us. We're supposed to use it to feed. We're supposed to use it to multiply. We're supposed to use it to give to other people. We're supposed to use it to change the world. We're supposed to use it to change our communities. We're supposed to use the energy and effort and all the things that God gives to us to give out to those around us. God today wants you to use the daily bread that he has given to you to make a difference in your life. God gives that to you so that you can go out and share with those around you that don't have what you have. God gives you this idea of of, of his blessings. He gives you these blessings from God. He gives you this wisdom. He gives you this understanding of Scripture. He gives all of these things to you so you can go out and do what he has called you to do. The other amazing thing that as I look over this, I begin to think about how we pray. Have you ever realized what we pray for? You know, it's really funny when we sit down and pray. I, I, I did this the other day. Uh, my wife and I were praying and we're, we're laying in bed getting ready to fall asleep, and we begin to pray, and, and I realized, Lord, do I really know what I'm praying for? You know, our, our normal prayer is, and we, we, we vary it from time to time, but we normally pray for uh, God's blessing, and we pray, for, we pray for Him to be glorified in our life, and we pray for His wisdom to, to be in the positions that we're in, and to help with her on her job, and me here at the church, and, and together, our life together as a church, and life together as a family, as a husband and wife, and we pray, for our, our, we pray for all of you, we pray for our families, we pray for the sick that we can think of, and all of those things. And then we also eventually get to this place of praying for our provisions, asking the Lord to provide for us, to help us you know, financially to, to do the things that, that we need to do and that God wants us to do. And, and I sat back one night as we're praying and I begin to think and say, Lord, I'm praying for something that is so not what I should be praying for. Now here's, the, here's what I challenged myself with and why I thought that. What we pray oftentimes is we don't pray for our daily blessing. We pray for our yearly blessing. That's easy for me to say. We pray for a blessing that is so beyond ourselves that it would not last for just a day, but it would last for years. What I mean by that is that what we're asking for in our life, what we're asking for in things, is sometimes we're asking for things that we should never be asking for. We should just ask for our daily blessing. See, God wants to bless you with what you need today. He doesn't want to bless you with everything you need for the next year, five years, ten years down the road. What happens is that oftentimes as Christians, we get so drawn up in the future that we forget about the blessing of today. There's a reason why today is called the present. It is a presence. It's a present to us. We get to receive it. We get to have it. The mistake we often make is that we think we have to have everything immediately. We live in a microwave culture. I've said this a hundred times up here, I think, but we live in this culture where we want everything immediately. I want it right now. I want my healing right now. I want my money right now. I want, the, I want my joy right now. I want everything right now, right here, right now, at this moment in time. We don't know what it means to have patience to... We don't know what it means to have a struggle to go through things. Yes, we struggle. I'm not saying that none of us struggle, but what I'm saying is that we don't really understand what it means to not have food on our table because we are blessed. And so when we face a struggle in our life, we begin to ask, where are you, God? 
Well, God's never left. He's always there. But perhaps he's not blessing you in the way that you've always been blessed, and so you begin to ask that question where he's at. He's there. He's always been there. He's not going anywhere. We, we need to understand that when we focus on the big picture, we miss out on the small blessings of today. I remember one time when I went on vacation with the family and we were traveling, uh, we were actually on a beach vacation, and so we were uh, in Florida. This was actually just last year. We were in Florida, and um, I began to think about what we needed to do the next day and what we're doing the next day and the plans that were going on the next day of the vacation and then the next day of the vacation. And I could keep thinking about that and keep going over that again and again in my head. And then I realized that about three quarters of the way into the vacation, I'm like, I'm not even relaxed. Here I am on, the, on a beach in Florida. It's nice and warm. The water's warm. The sun's beautiful, and I'm not even relaxed. How can I not be relaxed when I'm in this environment? And I begin to think that I've been so focused on what's going to happen tomorrow that I'm not enjoying today. The truth of the matter is, is that that's every day of our lives. If, we're, if, we, if we would be honest with ourselves, we are so focused on the tomorrow that we forget to enjoy the blessing that God is giving us today. God is giving you a blessing in this very moment. God has given you a blessing today. He wants you to be blessed and he wants you to receive the gift that he has given to you today. It is his daily bread that he has given to you. You must understand that that daily bread is not going to come to you in a yearly form. It's going to come to you in a daily form. So accept it. Enjoy it. Take a hold of it. When we pray for our daily bread... I think it serves as a reminder to focus on today, to focus on what we can do at this moment, this moment in time. Listen, I'm not saying that we shouldn't plan and strategize for the future. I love to do that. It's, I, I, that is part of me. That's who I am. I like to think about what's going to happen one year, two year, five year, 10 years down the line. I want to think about that. I plan that out. I plan my whole entire year out. I do a lot of that planning and strategy and those types of things, and that's all wonderful. But sometimes I think we get so focused on those things that we miss the point of what today is. Jesus was telling his disciples to pray for his, your daily bread. He's saying, first of all, we have to understand he's talking about, again, that daily bread of food and, and whatever that might be, the resources that we need today. But it's also his spiritual blessing to pray for something to come into our life daily today, to understand that let's take time, take a moment, take a deep breath, pause, breathe in real deep, let it go out and just enjoy what we have today. What happens is too often we get so busy with what's going on today that we forget and we miss out on everything that's around us. We go into our jobs and we're so busy doing our job every single day that when someone passes us by and they're sneezing or coughing or they're sick or whatever it might be, we don't even, we, we forget that, oh, I have, I have someone who can heal you of that. How many of us have been nervous about coronavirus? Let's be honest, raise your hand. If you are, if you're not, it doesn't matter because you know what? You serve a God who can heal us. So instead of watching the hype, instead of watching the news and watching everything that's going on, yes, we have to make plans. Yes, we have to be prepared. We have to do all of those things, and I get it. But instead of being so worried about it and thinking, oh my goodness, what's going to happen if, if such and such and this happens or someone else gets coronavirus or this person gets that, why don't we just pause for a moment? Realize we serve a God who can heal all things. Realize that we serve a God who wants to bless us today 
with the protection we need, with the answers that we need, and ask him for that instead of being so worked up about the future of things, let's realize that we walk in power today. We walk in his power. We walk in an unbelievable amount of security that he gives to us. See, we, when we miss out on that, when we miss out on that fact, because we're focused on whatever's going to happen in five months or ten months or, or whatever else, and we miss out on the fact that God is walking with us right now in this place, it makes a huge difference in our lives. It makes a huge difference in your walk with Christ. To think about this for a moment, to just pause and ask the Lord, God, I want to I know that you're here today. I want to know that you're walking with me today. That's the daily bread that he wants to give to you and I. That's the daily bread that he wants to answer for us. There is no problem that God can't solve. There is no issue that he won't take care of in your life. It may not be the answer that you want, but instead of being, focused, instead of being so focused on that, Let's pause and be focused on who he is. Take a blessing of today. Take that present of today. And know tomorrow is not promised to any of us. That's the most amazing thing. You know, you could wake up tomorrow and something could happen. Heaven, heaven forbid, I pray that that doesn't happen. But if it does, any of us in this, in this room, any of us, it's not, we're not promised tomorrow. So why not enjoy today? I believe when Jesus was talking about the daily bread, when I, I believe when Jesus is telling his disciples to ask for that daily bread, he's asking for that daily reminder of him that we need today, that daily reminder that we live in a daily, by, moment by moment. Is that back there? Oh. Is that yours? Oh. That's, that's a fine, you know, that's a $35 fine, Pastor Chaz, just saying, all right? <laughs> I tell you what, to make up for the $35 fine, you could just take me to lunch, okay? <laughs> How long is it going to go? Do you want me to go answer it for you? Oh, wait, I might. Okay. <laughs> the truth is that we need to be reminded to live daily. We need to be reminded to think about what's going on today. To not miss out on everything that's around us. When you walk into a grocery store, don't be so focused on what you're going to cook for the next week and a half that you miss the people sitting right next to you that need you to pray for them. <laughs> when you walk into Mark's, don't forget to pray for the lady, that, the little blonde-haired girl that's sitting over in the... In the uh, <laughs> Spend some time praying for Abigail. She needs it. She works at Mark's after all. I mean, come on. But honestly, may we never forget that God wants you to look at life in a daily way. He doesn't want you to lose sight of what's going on today around you. You have a blessing around you. Everyone in this room has blessings on each side of them. The person setting one side or another to you is a blessing. And the Lord wants us to not only thank him for those blessings, but he wants us to understand that they are blessings in our life. 
to remind ourselves that we don't, he has given us so much. I love this prayer, and I love this part of our prayer because, you know, it's amazing. Do you understand that Jesus didn't tell his disciples to start the prayer with what I need? He started the prayer with what someone else needs, his needs, his kingdom. Holy, hallowed be my name, hallowed be the Father. Holy is your name. And then he goes on to, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. His kingdom, his will be done. It's not until the middle of the prayer that he gets to the place and says, okay, now it's okay for you to begin to pray for something you need. The mistake we make as Christians too often is that we go right to the throne and we say, God, I need all this stuff. And then all of a sudden we have our Christmas list of things that we need. We've taken the, the, the God Christmas catalog that he sends out in November and we begin to circle all the things we want. We do that in prayer. But the reality of it is, is God wants to be, us to be so focused on him that we lose sight of the things that we need. Our prayers have to be a reminder of who he is in our lives. And so we need to take a step back and we need to look at it and say, God, help me to ask for what you want in my life. Help me to ask for your kingdom in my life. Help me to ask for those things that, I, that, that you want to bless me with. And then when I get to this portion where I'm able to ask you for my daily bread, may you please provide me today with my daily bread, those resources I need, those things that I have to have in my life so that I can live. But also may I be reminded constantly that I serve a God who calls himself the bread of life. Scripture also tells us that the word of God is also often called the bread of life too. And so when Jesus says, pray for your daily bread, my question to you is, how often do you read the Bible? That is the bread of life that you can consume and eat every single day that will answer those questions. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. What I want to do today as we close in this worship song and as we spend these last few moments, I want to ask you to focus on not the needs that you have to have for the rest of your life. Listen, I pray to God all the time, Lord, please bless my retirement account, right? <laughs> Someday I want to retire, so Lord, please bless my retirement account, right? The truth of the matter is, is the Lord's more concerned about what we're doing today than he is about what's going to happen. He already knows what's going to happen 30 years from now, by the way. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. But we have to remind ourselves in this place that it's not our will to be done. It's not our daily blessing. It's not our daily bread. It is his daily bread. It is his word that matters. It's his blessing. It's his will that we need to be asking for. And so today I want to encourage you in this place to begin to seek in your heart and ask the Lord, what is it that I need for today? Not what is it that I need for the rest of my life, the rest of this time, the rest of the year, but what is it that I need at this very moment right here in this place? And when I receive it from you, Lord, what am I going to do with it? Give me wisdom to be able to share that bread with others around me. Will you stand with me, please? Again, here in this, I love 
I love America. I love the United States of America. Don't get me wrong. It's the most amazing country that we live in. We are blessed to live in this country. We are blessed to have the country and the resources that we have right here. But I often think that sometimes we lose sight on these daily things because of the country we live in. The American dream, we, we, we miss out on, we, we, we hear about the American dream, we hear about all of the resources that we have and all of these wonderful things, but then we forget that we are blessed to be a blessing. The Lord's, when we call and when we pray upon and ask Him for our daily bread, what He wants to do is He wants to bless you so that you can go out and then bless someone else. So that you can go out and bless those around you, so that you can bless your family, so you can bless the people in, in your workplace and bless the people in your uh, community and in your neighborhood. He's giving you a blessing so that you can be a blessing to someone else. It's not to hang on to that blessings and say, look how rich I am because I have all these wonderful things. He blesses you so that you can go out and then bless someone else. And by doing that, when you bless someone else, he's going to refill your daily bread that you need so that you can continue to go out and be a blessing to someone else. The Lord wants you to be blessed. And you are. But let's just spend a moment today thanking the Lord, first of all, for the blessings and of the daily bread that he gives to us. But then spending a moment and saying, Lord, what can I do with these blessings that you've given to me today? How can I go out into the community around me, the families, the workplace, all these places, and how can I give back to those people around me so that they can be blessed too? Because the truth of the matter is that some of you in this very room will be the daily blessing, the daily bread that someone else needs. You know, there are people in your community, in your circle of influence right now that's crying out for someone just to give them a, a, a decent, uh, uh, good word, a, a loving word. They're looking for someone to come and say, God loves you and I'm here for you and I want to help you through this. I want to pray with you. Sure, there's some people that are praying out for some physical need that you can provide and help too. But oftentimes it's a blessing that God has given to you that he wants you to become that daily bread to someone else. And so may I ask you in this place, can you just pause for a moment and ask the Lord, what is it that I can be? What is it that I can do? What is that daily bread that you want me to do? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the blessings of life. We thank you for the blessings that you have given to us in this place. Lord, we truly live in a blessed country. You've been so good, good, good to us, Father. You've given us so much that we don't deserve. And I just can't help but think about those around the world who are suffering today, Father. Christians who can't even meet in churches today. And here we are getting to meet in a, in a public school. I think about those that are starving to death today in, in, in countries in, in Africa and in, in other places around the world and, and we contemplate where we're going to go to lunch after church today. Father, forgive us. Forgive us for missing out on the blessing that you have given us today, the daily bread, the daily things that we need in this life that we have taken for granted. Lord, forgive us for that and help us to focus on how we can take those daily breads, those daily blessings that you give to us and give to others that are in need. 
whether it just be a kind word, Father, whether it be a, a, a blessing of some other type, maybe, maybe it's just the support that someone needs to go around them and say, God loves you and I'm here for you. Lord, help us today to be the daily bread that you have called us to be for other people. And then finally, Lord, when you pray, when you uh, in, uh, instructed the disciples to pray for the daily bread, it wasn't just for physical needs, Father, it was also for spiritual needs. Lord, woe to those that think that they don't need a daily blessing from you. Because we do. We need to be blessed by you every single moment of every single day. Help us, Father, to seek out you as our daily bread. Our spiritual needs. Help us to grow in you. To rejoice in you. As we face what you have given to us in your will and in your kingdom in this place. Help us today, Father. Finally, Lord, I want to just pray. I know there's some here today that are battling. But today they're going through something that they're struggling through and they need that blessing. They need that daily bread. Father, I pray that maybe some here today would, would just need to come and submit to you and ask you to bless them in this in, in, in just a way that only you can, Father, to answer their needs, to answer their daily blessings, to a ask for that daily bread that they need to survive, that they need to get through, whether it be wisdom, whether it be physical, whether it be spiritual, Father, whatever it is, Lord, I pray that you're just with those today that are seeking that. Help us today to be your servants, Father. We seek out after you. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise, Father, in Jesus' most precious and holy name. Amen and amen. And listen, if you have something that you're struggling with, I don't want to be... We're, we live in a world where God wants to bless us. We have seen many blessings in this church alone. Blessings of healing, blessing of, of just all kinds of sorts of things that have happened. And so I don't want to be... I don't want to be devoid of saying that Sometimes you need others to surround you and ask you to help you to break through that thing that you're, that, that stumbling block, that wall that has formed in your head that you're missing out on that. You know you have a need, you just don't know how to answer and how God's going to break through all of that. And so coming around and asking people to surround you in prayer can do that. So I just want to give you an opportunity today as we sing this worship song to come forward so we can surround you and help you pray for your daily bread, to pray for your blessings that you need to achieve to overcome the struggles that are going on in your life today. Don't hesitate to come forward so we can pray for you as we sing this worship song.